Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, there are seven voices that you are continually being bombarded with. One of them is your physical body. The other one is your mind, your will, and your emotions. The other one is your circumstances. The other one is your, uh, you know, friends, family, people. And the last one, the seventh one, are spirits. So demonic spirits, angels, whatever. So you have chosen to be led by the Spirit of God. And fortunately for you and I, as we are born again, we have the Spirit of Jesus Christ in our spirit. So that's the only voice that you are allowed to listen to. The Word of God is going to confirm that voice. Wise counsel is going to confirm that voice. Your your own conscience and peace is going to confirm that voice. And God is going to confirm that voice with signs and wonders following. So when you wake up in the morning, the voice of your body is not going to want to pray. Never, ever is it going to want to pray. Because it's the mindset on the spirit that is discerning and that is spiritual and that pleases God. The mindset on the flesh cannot please God. The mindset on the flesh cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. And even though David did say in the Psalms, you know, my soul thirsts for you, my my flesh cries out for you, that is possible. It is possible to get into alignment. It is possible and it is our intention to get to the place of you know, what Dr. Kevin Zadai might call overthrow, where your spirit is in charge, where you are led by the spirit of God, where your mind and your will and your emotions are submitted to the spirit of God and your body is submitted to your soul. In that place, yes, it's true. Your body will start to crave God. You'll start to physically, you know, want to be with him. You'll become physically aware of his presence. And those are encounters that we pursue. But generally speaking, 90% of the time, you know, your body is going to be a voice that tells you to satisfy the flesh. You know, your body will tell you to do things that are not necessarily a sin, but they're just physical. They're just, you know, your body's tired. Sometimes your spirit, sometimes, you know, all the time, the Holy Spirit is going to be a voice who will tell you to do things that your body doesn't want to do. You know, do you think Jesus wanted to get up early every morning and pray? Do you think Jesus wanted to be crucified on the cross? No. Even his own will. He said, Father, you know, is there another way? Can you take this cup from me? 
but not my will, but your will be done. You know, Jesus knew from the word of God that he had to be crucified. He had read Isaiah. He had read the Psalms. He knew that he was going to the cross. And he had heard from the Spirit that he was going from the cross. Now, Peter got in trouble for listening to his mind, for listening to a demonic spirit. You see, Peter failed this test. He said, no, Lord, you will not be crucified. You will not die. And Jesus rebuked him and said, get behind me, Satan. He said, Peter, you have the things of man, not the things of God in mind. So this is the same for you and I today on a daily bread, on a daily basis. You are going to hear, hear from your body. You're going to hear from the voice of your mind. Your mind is going to say, oh, look, I've really got to do my chores. I've really got to do my tax. I've really got to, I've got to get ready for work. But what if your spirit is saying to pray? What if your spirit and the Holy Spirit and the word of God is saying to fast, but your body is saying to eat? Your mind is saying that you need food because you've got a long day and, and you, you need energy. So you've got the voice of your mind. You've also got the voice of your will. You know, sometimes you just don't want what God wants. So you, your own will is opposed to God, your emotions, but even more pertinent in this day and age are your family, your friends. Now, often these people are listening to their body. They're listening to their mind. They're listening to the demonic spirits that are over the media right now. There's a canopy over the entire earth, an antichrist, antichrist spirit. And those people might be given over totally to these demonic spirits and then they themselves having been taken over, like Peter, having been taken over by a demonic spirit, having themselves agreed, then their physical body, their mind, will and emotions are going to come into alignment with Antichrist. They are going to start to resist you. They are going to start to speak against you. And then Matthew 24 makes sense. The love of many growing cold, and I won't get into that. So don't you don't listen to your children. You don't listen to your te teachers. You don't listen to your parents. You listen to the voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit in you. Now, that doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't listen to them and be gracious with them. But we bear with one another. We who are strong are to, to bear with those who are weak, to be patient with those. We're not to judge those who are different in opinion to us, but we are responsible to build our lives on the rock, to build our lives on the word of God. So you need to, to, to not obey those seven voices. You need to not obey demonic spirits that you will see and feel and hear in the media and through other people and even in your own thoughts we're called to cast down every high thing according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We, we know that the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers according to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So we are denying ourselves. We are denying our flesh. As Jesus Christ said, we are not listening to the voice of our body. We're not listening to the voice of our mind. We're not listening to the voice of our will. We're not listening to the voice of our emotions. We are not listening to the voice of our circumstances. That's a big one. We are not listening to the voice of our friends, of any other human person. And we're not listening to the voice of any spirit.
Even any angel, Paul said, let him be accursed if he says any other doctrine other than the doctrine that I've given you. Now, a true apostle is a protector of the mysteries of God. And Paul said, Christ crucified, Christ crucified is his gospel. Christ crucified, Christ resurrected, Christ in us, the hope of glory, Jesus Christ. Now, what's the opposite of Antichrist? Antichrist is the one who denies the Son. So who is proclaiming the Son? I am. Who is lifting up the name of Jesus? I am. Who is lifting up the blood of Jesus? Go to, go to a church that is proclaiming the Son. You know, so, so that one about circumstances is very difficult because your circumstances speak very loudly. It's very loud when you hop in the car and it doesn't go. It's very loud when... When you have it, wake up and you have a headache, or you can't breathe, or you know, or you you, you need something, an asthma puffer, or, or when there's no money in the bank, or when you're, you know, when you're, heck, you know, when people treat you badly. So, but we are not to respond to those circumstances because I'm telling you the truth. Yes, the Bible says, "Don't be anxious." Yes, the Bible says, "Don't worry." Yes, the Bible says. Christ in us is the hope of glory. Yes, the Bible says we need we need no one to teach us. Yes, the Bible says Christ, um, you know, is enough. But it has a practical reality. It's not just quoting a scripture. What I'm saying is the Holy Spirit is is the answer. He is the kingdom, and He is talking to your spirit. So, in the circumstances where there is no money. The Holy Spirit has something real and tangible for you, but it's in your spirit, man. It's called, you know, Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's called all of your needs being met through his riches in glory. It's called, you know, all things are yours, things present and things to come. And he is going to give you a word because the word says you have all that you need for life and godliness. So if you are sick, he is your health. He is your healing. So you're not living according to your body. You're not living according to your mind, will, and emotions. You're not living according to your circumstances. And so you are going to need to draw from that well of the Holy Spirit, draw from that well of the Word of God. You know, when you watch somebody who's extremely talented at a sport, it looks like you want to be like them. You know, you would look at someone who's amazing on a surfboard or who's amazing at, you know, martial arts, not, not that we recommend that, but, you know, you look at somebody, you think, wow, I wish I could swim like that. I wish I could fight like that. I, you know, I wish I could surf like that. The reality is they can't do that until they do it a million times. And what if you and I were to choose to become a specialist at obeying the Holy Spirit, that we would make it look easy, that we deny our flesh, we carry our cross and follow him, we obey the Holy Spirit daily. Actually, Kevin, again, has a course at the moment, a free course called The Days of Heaven on Earth. You can do it on your phone. It's just a few hours of videos and you get a certificate. And in the first chapter, he says that if you practice something twice a week, you maintain your skill set. 
But if you do something four or five or six times a week or seven, you will become an expert. And I think that's the difference for us. Are you, you know, are you obeying the Holy Spirit, you know, twice a week? You know, maybe once a week you pray and the second time a week you go to church. I don't know, whatever it is. But but what if you and I were to become specialists? What if you and I were to seven times a week, seven times an hour, obey the Holy Spirit? We would look like that person. Not that it's about opinions, but we would be that person who would motivate other people. You know, like Smith Wigglesworth, we would make it look easy to be led by the Spirit. Because he wants to put you on like a glove. So that's been a really long you know, 12 minute introduction to this message. I hope you like it. Remember, there are seven voices and you're not to listen to any one of them. You're, you're to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because those who are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. Thanks so much for listening. I've been Jonathan. Hope you enjoy this coming episode. Let's meet God right now. That's right. He is available right now. Heaven has been opened. Heaven is open. The connection that was lost between heaven and earth has been restored. Ephesians chapter 1 says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms has been given to us. The Bible in Romans says that Jesus Christ by his blood Entered into heaven. The veil has been torn. So right now, Hebrew says, approach the throne, the throne of God that's in heaven. Approach the throne. So when you look at the Garden of Eden, you see God wanted to be with man. God wants partnership with man. He partnered with Adam and Eve to manage the garden, to name the animals. He walked with Enoch. He walked with Moses as his friend. And it is absolutely the same. Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. And you and I, right now, we position ourselves to meet with God. Remember those scriptures in Romans. The first one being in Romans 14. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In other words, the kingdom, government, the country of God is not physical but spiritual. And it's in the Holy Ghost. It's in the Holy Ghost. Another scripture in Romans 14, 17. uh, Rather, sorry. Here it is. Oh, beautiful. The kingdom of God is power. The kingdom of God is power. It's not meat and drink, but it's power. I didn't come in wise sounding words, but in the demonstration of the spirit and power. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So today... Have If you have experienced the kingdom, remember it is now. The kingdom, Jesus said, is at hand. The kingdom is within reach. So let me tell you, religion 
will keep the kingdom away from you. Jesus explained that. He said, they will slam the door in man's faces. So Jesus Christ, the king of the kingdom, says that the kingdom is now. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is within reach. The kingdom is within you. So I'm telling you, not religion, I'm not religion. I'm telling you now, let's meet with God now. Let's receive your healing now, not in one hour, now, because heaven is open. I said heaven is open for the blind to see, for the deaf to hear, for the dead to be raised, for salvation, for eternal life. Would you give yourself to God right now? Just say, You know, even just pause this podcast and just stop the car and say, God, I'm here. That's it. He just wants to know you. He wants to own you. He wants to touch you. He wants to fill you. Even the men who pierced his side, even the man who nailed his hands is forgiven. Jesus loves them. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they've done. So let me tell you, everything is forgiven. Paul says we've been given the ministry of reconciliation, telling men that God does not hold their sins against them. I said God doesn't hold their sins against them, and neither should we. So if sin is done away with for every man, woman, and child, and if heaven is open, then nothing is holding us back from walking with God like Enoch. Nothing is holding us back from the spirit-filled life, from eternal life, from salvation, from healing, from the kingdom which is now, from the kingdom which is peace in the Holy Ghost, which is righteousness in the Holy Ghost, which is joy in the Holy Ghost, which is not meat and drink but power. Power. You know, if you haven't had a powerful experience, if you haven't had a power encounter, if you haven't spoken in tongues or walked on the water or seen somebody healed or fallen over by the power of the Holy Spirit at least or felt God, then you may not have experienced the kingdom. You may not be in the kingdom because everyone who received the kingdom in the New Testament had the the evidence of speaking in tongues. They had the evidence of boldness. They had the evidence of fruit. They had the evidence of people being saved, people coming to Christ. If you're in the kingdom of God, if you understand the kingdom of God, he said you will bear fruit 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. But it's your choice. Will you forsake your life? Will you leave your life? Will you pick up your cross? Will you follow him? Will you seek first the kingdom because the reward is, is, is out of this world? So we do that right now, God. We, we give ourselves to you. We stop right now whatever we're doing. God, I give you my heart. We give you our heart. We give you our mind. We give you our, our mind, will, and emotions. Jesus Christ, we thank you that you came for us. We thank you that you died on the cross for us. We receive forgiveness of sins. We, we drink your blood. 
We eat your body. We separate ourselves unto you today. We say, yes, Lord, look into our hearts. Test us. Test us that there be, look if there's any evil way within me. Test my heart. Lord, rock this boat. Show me that I'm standing on the rock. Test my faith. The testing of my faith develops perseverance. God, I want to know that I know you. I want to know that I'm following you. The Holy Spirit testifies with my spirit that I'm a son of God. I make myself known to you. Maybe right now you want to tell him some of the things you know are wrong. may not be a technical sin like, you know, speeding or running a red light. Maybe it's an attitude that comes to mind. Maybe it's a relationship that you've avoided that God, you know in your spirit, God wants you to restore. Let's repent from every time we have not gone with our peace. The peace is our umpire. The Holy Spirit is our umpire and he is connected to our spirit man and he leads us into all truth. He guides us into all truth. We need no one to teach us, but we have an anointing from the Father. So you know that you're not meant to do that. You know you're not meant to think that, say that, feel that. And it's not like he's a a, a hard sergeant. He's the lover of your soul. He wants to lead you into all truth. He wants to guide you into all truth. He asks you to do things, to go through the narrow path for your own good. You know, you teach your children, you teach your 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 employees, your customers to, to, to do things for their own benefit. You teach them to be disciplined. You teach them to, to look left and look right before they cross the road. You're not wanting to make your children or friends or employees, you know, robots. No, you want them to survive. You want them to thrive. You want them to cross the road and never get run over. And God's the same. He gives you these little things. He gives you these little things like like give all your money away, like like take a year off and pray, like whatever it is that he's called you to do has a cost, but it is for your own benefit. It's for your good. God is a jealous lover. He's a jealous lover according to the book of James in the Passion Translation. He he is, is wanting to give you abundant life, but there is a transaction. There is a process. It comes from yielding. It comes from surrendering. It comes from following him. It comes from burning every other altar other than the altar of God in your life. So, Holy Spirit, right now we come to you. We make ourselves available to you. You may want to put on some worship music. You may want to, like I said, pull over the car or or stop in your bedroom. Turn your phone on silent. Put on some worship music and just say, God, I'm, I'm here. I mean, seriously, that's what he wants. That's all he wants. He wants access. You know, he has given you everything. He's given you his son, Jesus. He's given you his name. He's given you the keys to the kingdom. He's given you his word. He's given you the mind of Christ. He's given you the Holy Spirit. He's given you authority and power to trample over everything. He's given you the blood of Jesus. He's given you angels. He's given you authority in heaven and on earth. He's given you the keys of the kingdom. He's given you an anointing from the Father that guides you into all truth. He's given you gifts, grace gifts, like pastors and prophets and teachers and evangelists. There's nothing left for him to give. 
The ball is in our court. He just wants you to say yes. He just wants you to agree with him. He just wants you to agree with him and say, yes, I agree. You sent Jesus. I agree. Jesus died for my sins. I agree. Jesus rose from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. And yes, I agree to give myself to you. I release I release myself to you. I release everybody of every sin that they've committed against me. I release everybody of every offense. I release everybody of every judgment. I don't hold an account. I say their sins are forgiven. I say I hold no sins against them either, God. I say that their sins are paid in full. They're paid because you bought my life. They're paid by your blood. I cancel every debt that I could possibly hold against anybody for not calling me, not loving me, not whatever or for hurting me on purpose or whatever. God wants you to say yes to him. He wants you to give him access. Access to your affection. Access to your heart. Access to your time. You know, really, it comes down to sowing to the spirit and not to the flesh. We're sowing to the spirit and not to the flesh. Heavenly Father, fill my brothers and sisters now. I lift them up out of their circumstances. I lift them up, put them on a rock that is Christ. Lord, I shake the dust and and the cobwebs off them, off their eyes. I take the, the scales off their eyes, Lord. I take the plugs out of their ears, Lord God. I take the gag out of their mouth, Lord. I, I cut off the handcuffs and the chains that bound them. From people's expectations, from curses, from devils, from whatever, Lord, from society and from this world, they are separated, Lord. They are separated today from this world. They are standing on the rock that is Jesus Christ. They drink your blood, Jesus. They eat your body. Lord, would you meet with them today? Would you give those who've had no experience and encounter with you now? Would you give those, Lord God, who've had an experience with you, would you would you be their umpire, Lord God? Would you lead them into all truth? Would you guide them into all truth, Lord God? Would you show them that they are more than a conqueror in Jesus' name? And would you walk with them today in the cool of the day? Let it be about sonship. Let it never be about religion. Never Let it never be about what they can do for you, Lord. Lord, how can they be anything other than your son or your daughter? Today we release them. I release them in Jesus' name. I release them from politics and I release them from religion. And Lord, you've, I release them from this world, although they, they need to separate themselves. They need to agree with you, agree with your word. Let the Holy Spirit be an umpire because you will separate them from this world. You will make them into fishes of men. You will make them into who they are, which is an ambassador of the kingdom of God. And right now, give them the grace that, that I have to understand the kingdom. Help them to see today. Open their eyes to see and understand the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys, so much for listening. Well done, beauty bonzer, mate. Congratulations. Love you lots. Bye for now.